Good morning guys. Welcome back to Faith Over Feeling podcast. It's been a minute and I hope you guys have been doing great. So, I hope you had an amazing weekend and I'm ready to share the word today. So, let us pray. Our dear heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We pray, O oh Lord, that even as we share your word, may you breathe life into us. May you transform us from the inside out. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. So today's message is titled A Shout for Help. And I was thinking back in my life where if there's any situation that happened to me that required me to shout for help and I came to a conclusion that there wasn't any. Like most of the time I will just request, most of the time I'll find myself just crying for help, but I haven't found myself at, at a point where I needed to shout for help. And funny enough, yesterday's dream um, was exactly that, that I was shouting for help and someone was covering my mouth and the person that I was shouting to like was kind of not hearing me out. So I kept shouting like almost, oh my God, I mean 20 times or so. So when I woke up to the around 1.20 a.m., I was like, what is this? I mean, I've never gone through such a situation, so I was kind of confused. And, you know, um, all these thoughts come racing in, your emotions are all over the place, you start overthinking. But when I found myself in that situation, I decided to calm down because it's so easy to to make conclusions when your feelings are all over the place. So it's like, let me relax. And then I was like, God, what are you saying? And then at that point, I was reminded of my podcast today, the title of it. It was short for help. So at that point, I even stopped worrying and then my perspective changed. So everything in me also changed because there was no way at that point in the night that I could remember that I had named my podcast a shout for help so when I remembered that I got to calm down and yeah I could actually relate so today's message is from Mark chapter 10 verse 46 and it's a story of the blind man called Bartimaeus and it says they came to Jericho and as Jesus was living with his disciples and a large crowd, a blind beggar called Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, take pity on me. I love how they name his dysfunction, but also add that he is still a son to someone it's not like the story of the woman who was bleeding they focus so much on her dysfunction that they did not mention if she was someone's wife someone's daughter so this man actually had his identity intact because there's some situations in our life that we got through and we lose our identity uh, in it and this man was actually okay so he had two needs he was blind and at the same time he was a beggar. And I felt like that is too much because there are so many people in the Bible that maybe Jesus healed who 
were only beggars and maybe some were only blind. So this man, man is actually special. And he shouted, Jesus, son of David, take pity on me. And in the New Testament, there are only few people who shouted that to Jesus when they needed help. And one of them is a Canaanite woman. And she's recorded in the book of Matthew chapter 15, verse 22. She had a problem where her daughter had an evil spirit. And so she shouted to Jesus and she acknowledged Jesus as the son of David because everybody around her and everybody around this man knew who Jesus was. But the moment they pointed out Jesus, son of David, they were actually acknowledging, they were actually saying a lot. They were saying, I know everybody refers to you as Jesus, but I'm actually acknowledging you as the son of David because not everybody around Jesus believed that he was the son of David. Verse 48 says, Many of the people scolded him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted even more loudly, Son of David, take pity on me. And so let's go back. First of all, Jesus and his disciples were on their way to Jerusalem. And so Jesus intentionally passed through Jericho. And you know, Jesus has a history of being intentional and passing through cities that he shouldn't have to in the first place. The first one was Samaria. He intentionally passed through there to meet a woman as well. So when I'm reading this, that he passed through Jericho, I'm like, there's something here that he wanted us to learn. And so when I read through this passage and this man is shouting, first of all, I ask myself, why are you shouting? I mean, you could have asked for help. You could have asked someone in front of you to call Jesus. But the fact that they mentioned the word Jericho changes the whole story. And we all know the story of Jericho where they were supposed to conquer that place and Jesus Oh, God commanded them to sing praises to that place when they were walking around so that they could get uh, the victory. But that commandment was, was first given to them when Moses was in charge in Numbers chapter 10 verse 8. God said that when you get to a place, when you get to a land that is yours, that I've promised you, all you have to do is just shout and sing praises and you will have the victory. So the fact that many years have passed by and this mind is blind. This man is a beggar and he is still keeping that law that was given to them. Changed the whole story because he could have done something else. But he remembered that they were commanded so many years ago. The generations that was present before him um shouted so he knew he had to keep that law he knew he had to do what was commanded uh years ago so when he shouted it actually revealed that he was spiritually aware although he had the dysfunction which is the blindness and that he was a beggar too but he still had the right posture towards god and you know the time that you want to go after something that is yours. There's always going to be someone who tries to tell you, you can't do it, uh, stop going after it, you're just a failure. But this man did not get discouraged. This man was so desperate 
uh, about God that when even people told him to be quiet, it was just like adding firewood to fire. He became more and more desperate. And one thing about the beggar is he knew that there's some things that you people cannot give me. Maybe he was begging uh, on the road for years. And when he had that it was Jesus passing by. So he had spent many years hearing that people were passing by. And so he had been waiting for Jesus because there's something that only Jesus can give you. The people could give you bread. The people could give you uh, an encouragement. The people could give you uh, a compliment. But there's only one thing that Jesus can give you, and that is salvation, that is healing. And this man knew that. So no matter what people said, no matter how people tried to despise him, to bring him down, to discourage him, he still kept on shouting. He did not give up. And in verse 49, it says, Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they say, get up, he is calling you. He threw off his cloak, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. First of all, he threw off his cloak. And a cloak is a cloth that is actually uh, representing that you have some kind of money, some kind of wealthness. And I was thinking about it. What is a beggar doing with that cloak? And did he borrow it? Did uh, he steal it from somewhere? Was he a rich person before he got to the point that he is right now? There are so many things that I could conclude about this statement. But the fact that he threw it off and jumped and went to Jesus. This is a sign of laying down his life. Laying down whatever he used to do whatever his life was and just saying god i surrender to you and so many times we may need things but we will need to lose something in order to gain you see most of the time people go to jesus needing something and this man is not an exception but in the process of gaining what he wanted he had to lose what he thought he had needed all his life. And you know, a cloak is a cloth. It covered him during the night. He's a beggar. So he doesn't have a place to go. He doesn't have uh, people who will shelter him. So the fact that he's giving out something that he has been using to cover him is a very big deal. Because he doesn't know where he'll get it from. Probably he's not living with his parents because he couldn't be begging in the first place. So the fact that he gave out something as precious as that gave Jesus the opportunity to reveal his power through him. The moment he surrendered what he actually needed for life proved to Jesus that um, he was really in need of something from him. And Jesus asked, what do you want to do? What do you want me to do for you? And this question for me 
sounded so obvious at first because I was like, what do you mean? I'm blind and I'm a beggar. But you know, he had to choose. There's a point in our life where we'll have to choose. Do you want to see or do you want bread? But this man was really um, aware because he said, teacher, I want to see again. And I was asking myself, why, why? I mean, he could have asked for bread, but he realized um, he could get the bread anywhere else. First of all, Jesus is the bread of life. So there's no need of asking for bread because when he gives me the sight and I walk with Jesus, there's no way I'm going to lack bread. So he asks for sight. And sometimes when we get our prayers we need to ask for something that is gonna help us to follow jesus even more it's gonna help us in the walk of faith so bread i'm not saying that god does not care about our physical needs he does but it gets to a point where you'll have to choose and just as this blind man had to choose he went for the sight so god give me eyes that can see you know all of us have eyes but not all of us can see what god sees so you may be having eyes but you're also blind so god give me eyes that are sensitive to what you see god give me ears that can hear your voice god give me hands and feet that can represent you here on earth i don't want just to be living i don't want just to be walking around i want to be a representation of you and when jesus gave this man his sight we see that the bible says at once he was able to see and he followed jesus on the road he did not go back to beg for food he did not go back to where he used to be he did not go back to his homies to the people that he used to beg with i mean the life that he had because he had already surrendered his life to jesus so to anyone listening to this podcast today i don't know if any one of you has gotten to a place where you got so desperate, you are tired of just talking about it, writing about it, crying about it, but you got to a place where you just shouted. You didn't care what anybody will think of you. You, didn't, you don't care what anybody will say about you because there are things that people cannot give you. And that's where we get our disappointment from because sometimes we expect people to give us so much that. The thing that we are expecting from them is what God can give you. Maybe you think people don't love you, but God is there. God loves you. You think people don't are not there for you. You put in so much expectation. People will disappoint you. I mean, yesterday's someone, the pastor said, people will fail you. I mean, as hard as it seems to accept it, I'm not saying don't. I'm not saying you should expect. A failure I'm just saying there's a possibility people will fail you people won't always do what you say people won't always be there for you and then just know that even when people disappoint you you have someone who will always be there for you there is a need that someone can give you without um, feeling like your heart and that is Jesus Christ so as we go through these phases of life, you need to re- understand that a point will come where you will need to shout because you'll get to a point where you have been using the same te- techniques and 
you're expecting different results. So if you've been writing, if you've been asking, maybe it's time for you to shout, need for you to just give up your pride and ask Jesus for help. And the moment that you shout, he will be there and he will give you what you need. So as the week starts, I pray that you will have a blessed week. And remember, God loves you and he's there for you. Whatever you ask for and believe you have received. So see you next time.